Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. I'm super excited for what I've got for you guys today. Thank you for choosing this show instead of the other things that you could be listening to right now while you're driving or working out or um, cleaning house or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, Today, I've got another interview lined up for you guys, and we're going to be discussing the benefits of homeschooling for family connection. I was homeschooled um, all the way through high school, and it's one of the things that I'm most proud of in my life. And today I'm going to be interviewing my parents who homeschooled me for 12 years, and we're going to be discussing the benefits that that brought to me um, for my family connection that I wouldn't have had if I went to uh, public school, private school, Um, charter school, whatever you can think of. Um, So the first thing um, that I'd like to do is welcome my mom and my dad, Aretta and Jeff Hensley, and have you guys share a little bit of your story. Um, What did you guys, how, what made you guys decide to homeschool? How many kids do you have? How long have you been married? That kind of thing. Wow. Um, We've been married 26 years. We met at Berea College, and we decided to homeschool when my wife came home and said, we worked together at the time, and she said, I think we need to homeschool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we were both high school teachers, and I never dreamed that I would do anything but be in the classroom, and I loved teaching. I loved um the atmosphere of school I always have. And it shocked me after I had my first baby that, wow, I wanted to stay home with him. So, yeah. That makes total sense to me. Um, So you guys both have degrees, uh, teaching degrees. So you're both teachers. And so I think you can both speak to the homeschooling from maybe a perspective that other homeschoolers can't. And you're both, you've both taught in the public school and you've both taught at home. Can you kind of talk to that a little bit? What, how, what, how has um, being a teacher affected the way you homeschool? I personally had to unlearn a lot of things <laughs> just because not, not that, um, Nothing necessarily about teaching or educating, but just about procedure and Mm -hmm. dealing with a classroom is very, very different than coming home to, you know, two, I had two children at the time that I was homeschooling at the same time and coming home to them, I found out very quickly that, you know, they lived with me, so they weren't enamored by my 
um, ability to act in front of them at all. They were like totally unimpressed. Whereas in the classroom, you know, I could stand in front of the classroom and engage them that way. I really couldn't do that with um, my kids. So I would say, and Loretta said this before, that her her acting experience and background was more beneficial than our education background because we're both high school teachers. So mm. starting with a kindergartner, um, that was totally foreign territory from uh, all of our um, training. educational mm-hmm. training. Yeah. Yes, totally foreign. And experience. I mean, I had taught, you know, little kids and I taught all ages in Sunday, Sunday school, school and church and in programs. Um, Bible school. Yeah, outside of that. But I had never really taught younger children in a formal way mm-hmm. yeah, that makes total sense um i i'm i'm i i was had the unique experience of being raised by two teachers mm-hmm. two public school teachers even though i wasn't in the public school so i thought that was just um really uh kind of rare for for unless i mean maybe not rare but there are a lot of homeschoolers who don't have that experience so that was good for me and um, i think a lot of people a lot of my colleagues were shocked when I said that oh, I yeah. was going to stay home and teach my kids. That was just um, surprising all yeah. around. Yeah, um, when I was when I was in kindergarten, homeschooling uh, was not common at all. How did you guys deal with the um, with the unconventionality and the 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 just the making a new move? How did you guys pioneer that um, when you kept your kids at home? We were fortunate not to be, I don't know, the trailblazers, I guess is a word we've used. We had those trailblazers, which I'm sure we'll talk about throughout in the interview. But really, without without having seen homeschooling somewhere else, I don't know that I would have understood what Aureta was saying when she had the idea to homeschool. I had to have seen it because it's, mm. it's just hard to imagine. It's so different. So had you seen that? Had you seen anybody before um, the Trailblazers? Had you like growing up? Did you know anybody who was homeschooled? No, not at all. Because it wasn't legal then. Yeah, it wouldn't have been legal when I was young. Okay, um, at all. Okay. So it would have been unheard of, right? Yeah. And then mom, it wasn't um, because I had my older sister had homeschooled and her, homeschooled her children almost the entire time from it was early grades and elementary to. Um, graduation. So it wasn't, I had gotten, gone through the experience of being shocked and horrified at what homeschooling meant with her when her kids were young. So it wasn't, it didn't feel new. It felt very easy. It felt just like, um, the next step Mm -hmm. of what we needed to do as a family. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. Um, who were the trailblazers? I know you just mentioned um, your sister, my aunt. Who were the trailblazers that you um, kind of uh, looked up to uh, when you were doing this this hugely new thing, and that you kind of got your that you looked to as an example? I think for us, it was my sister. Yeah, sure. And um, she had three children at the time that she had homeschooled, and you know, early on. Um, it was just weird mm-hmm. because I was still in high school when she um, kind of, or college, I guess, when she kind of made that choice. And I was like, oh, this is just so strange. Yeah. But then by the time I was married and we had children, 
my nieces and nephews were older and I could see the fruit of that um, effort of her homeschooling. And I thought, that's the kind of fruit that I want. So I could see that and then project that into my future and my goals for the, the family. Yeah. She was their trailblazer in a lot of ways, um, as we'll, I'm sure, get into. The homeschooling journey has been a lot of different journeys, but it's part, been part of our spiritual journey as well. Yeah. And she just always spoke into our spirit. And so I think those two things are inseparable. Yeah. Um, so did you get, I know you that she played the role in the the lead leading and pioneering. Um, did you guys have anybody that sojourned with you in the homeschooling journey? So um, that went with you, like they were at your, they were with you guys. They were learning from, you know, an example, but they were walking with you in that homeschool journey as well. When did, did you guys have any of those? And um, if, if so, what point did they come into play? When did you guys meet them? And... I'll let Alretta address the time because we were calculating earlier. Uh, but these people that we homeschool with became our best friends in our social circle. Um, so yes, for sure, it's been a journey with people. Can yeah. you address when? We, um, you know, the first year of homeschooling was kindergarten. So it was, um, it was very, you know, kind of within our own four walls of our house. I didn't really kind of know how to pursue this this new journey. So we were just kind of figuring it out and exploring it. So probably um, it was, wasn't was until like first grade when we started thinking, oh, well, we need to um, pursue social circles for the kids mm-hmm. outside of just, you know, in, in, in kindergarten, it's okay for their social circles to be their cousins and their family yeah. and, you know, maybe church friends or whatever. Um, but we could quickly see that our children were going to obviously um, need other social circles as well, because uh, I guess the argument that I get a lot about homeschooling is just concern for the social aspect. Mm -hmm. And any homeschooling parent has to know that you're not educating just the child's brain, that you are homeschooling. And what that means is you are helping your child learn all areas of life. That's relationships, that's friendships, that's family relationships, that's, um, you know, relationships where you just first meet them and how, how you handle those. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all, all aspects of what it means to be a human, you accept to educate and to encourage and to develop in your child when you homeschool. So it's not just about, you know, um, book knowledge or academics. It's um, holistically taking on the responsibility of um, providing opportunity for your children in all areas. Um, So, yeah, we we found a group that was amazing um, that... Our kids loved, they had awesome friends in this group, and um, they've made a lot of connections, even springboarding from that group. So Mm -hmm. it was really good. And I would add that uh, whether it's our level of awareness that changed or whether homeschooling in the world has changed, there just seems to be more and more opportunity compared to when we started. It seems like they're everywhere. Yeah. We went to a, when I was growing up, mom and dad took, well, mom, during 
dad would work during the day at school and mom would take us on Thursdays to um, a PE group. It was a P, the group they're talking about is a PE group called the Hope, um, the Hope Group, and it stands for Homeschoolers Promoting Excellence. And we would just meet meet weekly and have a PE class. We would have a PE teacher, and then afterwards we would just visit with our friends. We had probably the 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 group sizes fluctuated throughout the years, but when we started, it was probably I don't know uh, eight to twelve families, and then it grew there. At one point, we had like fifty kids. And then at another point, we had, you know, as few as 15. Um, that's been more recently, um, as, as a lot of the children have graduated high school. But, um, yeah, we had, I remember growing up, that was where my, that was, that was, that was where my friends were. I had no friends. I mean, I had acquaintances, other places, you know, um, neighbors, uh, cousins or, um, church friends, that kind of thing. But really where I had friends, what I would call friends, peers, um, you know, compatriots <laughs> growing up was my, uh, my homeschool group. So yeah, we really did life with the homeschool group. It wasn't just yeah. a PE yes. class yeah. anymore because when we got into relationship, we camped, we vacationed, yeah. we, yeah. um, celebrated holidays, birthdays. Um, we, we went and supported each other at church. I mean, yeah. church. I mean, it was just, it was a huge network of families that really just did life together. Yeah, and they all homeschooled. And, I mean, it wouldn't just be the one day throughout the week, like Mom was saying. We would have uh, people visit just just to visit. You know, I think that that's a really rare thing um, for public, private homeschoolers. Any kind of people, is when they, they're not visiting as much. There's not much of the um, people going into just a home for a meal for an evening. And we did that a lot. I mean, there was a time in my life when we were doing that every Friday. Mm-hmm. And then another season of my life, we were doing it every other Sunday. And that's kind of uh, where I'm at now. I'm still doing that, you know, um, ten or eight or 10 years later, we're still doing that. And I would say those friendships are actually, um, you know, a thing that a lot of kids might not have and that homeschooling actually enabled me to have because that's where I met these people. So um, for, for me, I had no, I did not suffer in the social area at all because of homeschooling because um, my parents made it uh, intentionally made an effort to find me uh, and my siblings a group. So. And I would, I would add to that. There's a lot of different ideas about socialization, but one thing that homeschool excels at, in my opinion, is you're talking about the homeschool group and people may be imagining other guys your age. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's not the way, at least in our experience, it worked out with homeschool. A lot of these lifelong friends you're talking about are the adults, the yep. parents, and yep. some of the children are much younger and yep. some are older. It's it's really multi-generational yep. and uh, mixing of the sexes and mixing of the ages. Yep. And yep. that's been a that's been something I don't see always in public school Absolutely. that I would like yeah. to. Yeah. And even I mean, grandparents and aunts and yeah. uncles, yeah. we have relationship with these families and their grandparents. So it's yeah, it was more families getting together. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. I just wanted to take a quick break and tell you about a few opportunities that you have as listeners to support this show. Number one, you can rate and review this podcast. Every rating and review I get helps promote my podcast on distribution sites. If you haven't already done so, it takes 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating and a written review. Number two, you can become a financial supporter of this podcast with a monthly contribution. Just scroll to the bottom of the show notes found in the description of each week's episode and click on the link labeled support this podcast. Many, many thanks to all my past and future supporters, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode.
I, I something that I've noticed I, for those of you who don't know, I'm studying to be an early childhood educator. Um, my parents are high school educators, but um, and what I've noticed about the the public school is the grade system is made to pair children with their age group, and often the programs and the 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 play areas and the games are designed to separate boys and girls. So it's very segregated in the sense of um, keeping you with your own kind. Yeah. And I think that you really lose out uh, public school kids and private school kids and any other, um, other than homeschooling, any other school system, really, the kids really miss out on being around people who are different than them. And what this, this homeschooling group enabled us to do was be around people who were 40 years older than me. And I would learn how to have a conversation with somebody who was 40 year old, years older than me when I was 12. And uh, somebody who was a different, somebody who was a woman, somebody who was a girl, and I was a, I was a guy, I would learn how to have that um, conversation. And I don't think uh, public school kids and private school kids, um, kids who are schooled by people other than their parents, I don't think that they're, they have that opportunity as much just because of the system that they grow up in. I think it's possible, but I think the homeschoolers... Um, they have it easier that way. And I think they get a lot of rewards from that. It's not only systems, it's expectations. And I just mentioned mm. without going in depth at all, we had a group of people, you know, who had different ideas about their kids relating beyond just the dating relationship. A mm -hmm. lot of parents will talk about boys talking to girls, but it's always romantically. Yeah. Yep. And that was not the case in our homeschool group. Um, that those conversations were, oh, look, their boyfriend, girlfriend. No, they're just talking about yeah. stuff they like together. Yeah. Yep. That's really good. Um, so why, um, just a really quick thing that I want to add in here for parents who maybe are considering to homeschool and, and um, they maybe don't know where to start. Uh, where did you guys get your curriculum? Because I've, I've forgotten to put that question on our, our, um, on our list here. Where did you guys get the curriculum that you taught us from at home? Curriculum always made me panic. Yeah. So, I mean, because there's so much available out there and what's going to fit my kid and I don't know and I, I know their strengths, but it's just, it's very daunting when you start looking at curriculum and... Um, so many choices. So many choices. So when I first started looking at curriculum, um, when, you know, my kids were like five, four or five, um we went to a um, homeschool conference, which was our state homeschool conference, so that I could at least look at curriculum, get my hands on them, look at them and see if I liked them, if they were appealing, if they were visually interesting, all of that for the kids. And that's where we first found our um, initial homeschool curriculum. Yeah. And curriculum is tied to vision. Those homeschool conferences early on were were invaluable because we'd listen to speakers that would cast vision too. And then your curriculum just comes along and supports what's your vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still remember starting with my father's world. That was a great yeah. kindergarten mm -hmm. curriculum. I remember that curriculum. And mm -hmm. most kids don't remember their, their kindergarten, yeah. first, second, third grade curriculum. So yeah, I loved it. And that's another example of tying academics to the social. We would use the My Father's World curriculum to actually have people come in mm -hmm. and we would teach classes, group classes in the home um, where everyone's parents were present and could interject. All the kids could ask questions and um, mom would present the quick curriculum and the lessons that she had planned for that day. So she still got to use her teaching gifting while homeschooling, which was another um, cool thing for us at that age. Um, why did you guys... 
Um, the next question I have for you guys here is why did you guys choose to homeschool um, generally instead of putting your kids in public school? We've talked about, or, or private school or anywhere, we've talked about um, the social aspect, but were there any other reasons that you guys chose to homeschool instead of public or private or something else? To me, I would answer that question by saying that every school, whether it's a homeschool, a public school, a private school, a charter school, there are cultures and uh, for me, the best way to answer this question is just talk about the culture that we wanted that that we didn't see in other places. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of our guiding to me. That was our guiding sort of principle. What what did we want the education to look like mm -hmm. culturally? And and you say that I can I can sound a little bit like a control freak as I talk about it. It's not like helicoptering in every aspect of your child's life. But it is about trying to systematically do what you think will produce the results yeah. that you want to see. And culture is all of that. There's, there, there's nothing wrong with public school or private school if that's the culture that you want. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and I think for us, we just really wanted a family culture. That's what we yes. wanted. We wanted super strong relationships, super healthy relationships. And in order to do that, you're going to have to spend, you know, all your time together instead yep. of eight hour days, uh, you know, away from your yep. child. I wanted my child here and that created a whole new world of events of conflict and your conflict resolution. And yep. well, you know, we're going to go out and do this. Well, all five of us want to do something different. Yep. So, <laughs> but we've got to go out as a family. Together. So yeah. how are we going to solve this problem? Mm -hmm. And we've joked recently, you know, our, all of us are very outspoken and we're very strong personalities. So it was challenging to create a family culture where we loved each other and had to deal with difficulties. Yeah. And on this show and in the books I've written and the articles that I write, that's what we what I talk about a lot is the doing whatever necessary to prioritize that time together that you have as a family, as a friend group, as a whatever. And for me... Homeschooling was one of the things that did that. I mean, looking back, if I were to uh, have gone to public school, I would have been away from both my parents and probably my siblings for um, eight hours a day, five days a week. So that to me, I think is a, just a, a huge benefit to homeschooling. And it's kind of an unreasonable, um, I would say, problem with uh, the standard education system. Um I know people are exploring lots of different uh, other ideas now about how to time the school days and that kind of thing, especially with all the coronavirus changes. They've been doing a bunch of new stuff. But for me, when I was growing up, that amount of time spending away from your home, your parents, your siblings, I think that was that's really devastating for kids. Um, even if they are in a social setting with uh, people who are kind of learning with them, um, I don't I don't I think there's a real, real problem and I. Uh, a, a snag that that happens in a kid's brain that I don't think should be there because they're they're not around their family. So that's a obviously one of the reasons that I chose to do this interview on on how to prioritize family connection because homeschooling was one of the things that did that um, for us as a family. If I can piggyback on yeah. that, that's a perfect example of what I, what I was trying to communicate about culture. You know. When you go to public school, you're with a friend group. And so part of that culture, intentional or not, is that 
your friend group is who you talk about your problems with and you get advice for as you grow. And at first it may be simple little problems, but as you become a young adult, it's really, really tough stuff. And we wanted a culture where our kids come to us. Mm-hmm. And they do, and they always have, sometimes more than we want them to. But that's a culture that we fostered, and it's been very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, this this next question is for Dad. Um, at, so Dad is uh, still a public uh, educator, um, teach, has taught 11th grade English for the past 14 years at a school five minutes from here, I think. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. It's something like that, yeah. Um. And he's still currently doing that. And as a public educator, Dad, did you receive any social lashback for keeping your children out of the system that you teach in? Um, Well, I think I've taught about 27 years maybe total. So that involves a lot of different locations and a lot of different cultures. Not only has the world's idea of homeschool changed through time, and I think it's just much more uh, welcomed today than it was when we started and definitely than it was when... um, Vanessa started, uh, different places have, have handled that reaction, uh, have handled that differently. I'm currently at a school I love, uh, has a great school climate yeah. and, um, they really honor the freedom of parents to decide what's best for yeah. their kids, yeah. including if I want to homeschool or if I'm a teacher and I want to send my kids to private school or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I yeah. think they've been really respectful of that. What about the, um, even not within the, like your peers at the public school, like your friends just in general. I know a lot of those were homeschoolers, but did you have any friends who, or family even, who reacted kind of, um, just, just over in general, was the reaction there or did you feel like it was mainly, uh, supportive or just kind of, you can do whatever you want? I would say for people that I don't really know at the acquaintance level when they find out I'm a teacher and that I homeschool, yeah. which might happen early on, that's always a conversation starter. There's always a reaction, <laughs> yeah. sometimes with a political commentary on one or the other, you know, <laughs> on either the public school or the homeschool. Um, so it's always an open door, you know, to share what we thought was what, what, what we would call our gospel, which is the vision, yeah. you know, that we wanted to create and share. Yeah. So yes, definitely it opened the door to conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it's um because it, if I were to meet somebody, I, I I know I would be puzzled. I would react. I would want to know what was going on if they were an educator and they they were homeschooling. Yeah, it'd be like, why were you? Yeah, it'd just be yeah. So um that was that that was something I wanted to ask Dad specifically. Um, Mom, I have a question for you too here. Um, did you ever feel like being a, a staying a stay at home mom was a less than occupation? Because I think it's looked at like that a lot of uh, today. Um, did you did you regret not being able to work a nine to five job? Did you regret not being able to um, continue in the the uh, your your career world in a, in a sense? I I didn't just because well I and I thought about so many different reasons why I didn't struggle with that, and one of them I think is that. Um, Once I, after the first few years of homeschooling and I felt like, oh, okay, yeah, I know, kind of have a feel for where this is going and what this looks like. Um, I've had lots of different jobs, so to speak. So my, um, just like in educating my children, I recognize that the child is holistic. It's not just about, you know, an academic education. There are other facets to them 
that it's the same way for adults. You know, there were other facets to me other than just my um, teaching title. Yeah. So I just developed other areas that I worked in. I was an adjunct professor um, some evenings early on. I had my own jewelry, little jewelry company. Mm -hmm. So I've just done lots of different little things that have given me outlets um, outside of just being a homeschool mom. Yeah. So that I think is really important because you can, I think anytime you get wrapped up into any one title or identity that you see yourself in, there's always danger for if that's ever not an option for you anymore then you can spiral into yeah. this not knowing who you are, not knowing what you want to do. Yeah. So you really just have to yes. explore different things about different aspects about yourself and develop those yeah. as, you know, you're and, homeschooling. Yeah, and I'll just take a second to brag on mom. She chose, uh, dad didn't like push her to homeschool us. She actually brought the idea up, as we mentioned earlier, to dad and said, hey, I want to do this. She chose to stay home with her kids because she thought that was the uh, successful thing to do. She yeah. thought that was the thing to do for her children, the best thing to do for her, the best thing to do for her kids, the best thing to do for everybody. And um, she's since um, sold tons of products to people. Um, she's since made uh, jewelry, like she mentioned. She had a she would sell like bags at one point through a, a company. She she's a theater director at Aspire Conservatory to this day. Um, she's taught classes within the homeschool group. She taught a fencing class. <laughs> she took fencing. Um, I believe was it in college. Yeah. So she took fencing in college. She taught, um, our entire homeschool group how to fence, which I, that for me as a guy growing up, that was just, that made my like year. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure it left a lasting impression on all of the young people there, um, learning how to fence. Um, so, I mean, she, she didn't sacrifice. I think a lot of, uh, women think they have to give up their, their their dreams in order to do the successful thing um for their kids and families and relationships but mom prioritized the kids families and relationships and still did the other things just because she didn't let those other things be number one doesn't mean she didn't get to do them she still had everything in there uh operating in all these amazing fun um you know ca- career like choices but she still prioritized the family and uh, and and reaped all the rewards of doing that. So I just wanted to uh, kind of congratulate mom on doing that and and um, just uh, highlight the lasting consequences that I believe that's going to have for her kids and for her, you know, just as, for her ability to have fun and do the mm-hmm. things that she loves to do. And um, yeah, so I, agree. I, I love the encouragement you're giving her with that. And I'd like to give you the flip side because you started the question with, you know, was this my idea and did I, yeah. you know, uh, mandate she stay home or yeah. anything, which is really funny. Um, but I, I, I just I want to address something else that I think is really important. Uh, when she came to me with this idea, and, and you know, I feel like we've always had a good relationship and always talked. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, she had just completed her master's with me. We had yeah. both completed our master's. Yeah. And we, it wasn't even paid for, you know, we had student (laughs) loans and all of that. And now she wasn't going to be working with it. It was a huge decision to cut our income in half. I had, I had maybe three years experience, uh, over her that I had taught before, before she began teaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for the most part, we were equal salary wise and everything. So it was, it was a, it was a sacrifice in that sense. Oh yeah. 
um, for the whole family because we really chose for the next 20 years to live um, at a different income level. And I feel really secure now, mm-hmm. uh, but it, there have been very tough times yeah. over 20 years. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of homeschoolers are uh, people or people who want to homeschool are scared of is the, the cutting their salary in half. And I think that's something, I mean, that's a pretty valid concern. I, I would say if you see somebody who is homeschooled, um, maybe just look at them and recognize a sense of bravery and, uh, they deserve some congratulations there for, um, you know, not valuing that, that so much more money they could have had, had they, um, you know, chose to, uh, not homeschool and send their kids away during the day. In other words, value their time or their, 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 you know, physical rewards more than, um, their time with their kids. So I, I, I would say congratulate the people in your life that you see who have been able to make that decision, however scary it is, because it can be really scary. Like, <laughs> like dad mentioned of just saying, Hey, we're losing half the money we make now for you to do this. Um, I, it's going to be tough, but they still make that decision. So, but you know, I mean, you, you, Anytime you get married and have a family, you sacrifice in some area. There's going to be a sacrifice in some area. So you just choose your area, Mm -hmm. you know, and then run with the other areas that you have. Yep. Totally true. Yeah. Um, Would you say um, this this next question is kind of the the baseline reason that I have for this interview. Um, Would you both say that homeschooling improved the family connection and made it easier for us to spend a lot of time together. Mom, I'll let you answer that one first and then dad can um, answer it as well. And we'll, we'll go to the next one. There were times when I felt like we were never apart. <laughs> yeah. So yes. I mean, from the time my eyes were opened to the, you know, the time my eyes were closed, someone, we were always together. We yeah. were always doing something together, um, you know, and it was really just doing life together, reading together, cooking together, cleaning up together, um, going outside together. You just did something together all the time and you cannot, um, not be close. Yeah. It's, if, if you're involved in each other's life, it, um, the the byproduct product is that you're just going to have a close relationship. Yeah. And in fact, you know, it's Daddy and I were talking today, you know, when we ran out and did errands that now we're kind of in a new season where, oh wow, yeah, our kids kind of have their own life, you know, so it's transitioning into, yeah, we're still around, but we have different obligations now. So it's hard, you know, to, um, make, I, in fact, I think it's harder now to maintain relationship than it is when you're mm, just always yeah, together. Yeah. Throughout the school day. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, the younger years, I think were easier years yeah. to mm-hmm. navigate in that sense. Yeah. And now I think it just takes a lot more intentionality. Whereas when the kids were younger, you didn't really have to be intentional because you were always doing something together, yeah. you know? Yep. But yeah. I would add to the practical, just the amount of time you're spending together, the two things I've already mentioned. When your culture is that we share personal, vulnerable things with each other, then mm-hmm. that creates a closeness yep. that doesn't always exist either. I mean, we're who you came to and who yep. uh, Noah came to for a while and who Anna came to for a while. 
uh, with those questions and, yeah. and concerns and problems, and also the vision. I mean, I, maybe it's a maybe it's a loaded example, but mom's vision, bucket list vision of seeing all fifty states, wasn't just mom's vision. It became a family yeah. mission yeah. or vision. Yeah. A lot of things, I think, became that having people in the home. It wasn't mm-hmm. just because I wanted. Uh, friends there more or mom it became a family yep. mission thing yep. you know totally and th- uh, i also wanted to brag on dad here because he chose a field that made it possible for him to um spend a lot of time with his family as well because sure he was away uh, he was working uh to make to put the bread on the table during the days but he also chose a career that um he had summers off yeah. As a teacher, he had summers off and he had uh, Saturdays off, Saturdays and Sundays off. So I know a lot of dads can't say that. And um, this is not a moral morality statement of if you choose one career, you're making an evil decision. It's just a statement of as a child, I appreciate that I had parents who uh, a dad who chose to provide everything that we needed while still spending tons of time with the family and a mom who chose to um, provide everything that we needed and uh spend tons of time with the family. And I think uh, that's been something that's really helped uh, me and my siblings and um, even my friend group, their parents have often done the same and it's really benefited them as well. So uh, just that was, a, that was a thing that I wanted to say that you can do. Um, if you're thinking about homeschooling, you can do it. It's possible. You can um, make the decision to do that, make the decision to meet all the, the basic human needs, you know, food, water, and shelter and still be present you can you can do both of those things um many uh people say that homeschooling this kind of goes back to how we started um with the social the social aspect many people say that homeschooling destroys social opportunities for you guys and your children because you're not in that um you're not in that uh click if you will um how would you guys respond to this when somebody would tell you that? Did you have anybody tell you that? And if if they did, how how did you respond? There was obviously concern that maybe have been expressed in the past just about social issues. But, you know, once again, um, instead of... As a, as a teacher, I saw so many friendships spring out of Oh, we're in the same class together. So because you sit behind me or beside me, Mm -hmm. we're going to develop this close friendship when, in fact, maybe they didn't have anything in common outside of that. So, you know, it just, you know, whatever, it didn't um, develop deeply or whatever. But as a homeschool um, child, you have the opportunity to choose. I mean, there's just so much freedom and you can develop relationship with anybody in this circle of Mm -hmm. things that you have in common, you know, because a lot of homeschools, schoolers would obviously be involved in different groups that they had some interest in. So then out of that group, out of that interest would spring a relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, to me, I saw it as more freedom, you know, whereas yeah. instead of being locked into a classroom and, 
you know, my best friend has to come out of this, yeah. these 30 people yeah. that I went from kindergarten to graduation with for the most part, instead of, oh, I'm going to be involved in this group and this group and this group. Yeah. And out of that is going to come opportunities my life for friends. friendships. Yeah. 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 I I would say, you know, people mean so many different things when they say that about socializing. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it was a good thing, you know, to see the siblings become good friends. That was a that was a family focused vision idea. And you and your brother still share a room. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're in college. Does everyone in college have roommates? Mostly. Yes. But you and and do they have conflict because of that? Yes. yes. But yep. uh, you guys have always been close friends. And that's a socialization that we've prized. Some people mm-hmm. could look at that and say, well, you shouldn't just be friends with your family. But again, I would go back to culture. And what do you mean by that? I like multi-age. Yeah. I like friends among the different and not just the same or not just the person whose name is close to yours. So you've been in mm. alphabetical rows forever. Yeah. Um, even introvert and extrovert. A lot of times people say that who are extroverts and they just want lots of connections. You can have as a homeschooler as many connections as you want. Mm -hmm. I think we've chosen uh, maybe a more introverted path of close, deep, lasting friendships Mm -hmm. uh, because that matched what we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what this this question is for both of you. Um, what's one uh, major way that you would say homeschooling has benefited the family? We've talked about tons, and I would ask you what the most um, beneficial thing that homeschooling has brought is, but that might be hard to put your finger on. So, what's just one big one? Can we what's, have different answers? Yeah, just in, just different answers. What's one big thing that you think homeschooling has done for the family? I'm ready if you want me to go yeah. first. So I'll go first. Okay. Um, I mentioned or at least alluded to this before. I think making everything a journey together mm-hmm. has had the biggest impact in our spiritual growth. Because yeah. everything that we've said about public school is also kind of true of public church. And, and I know people mm-hmm. don't think of it like that, but a lot of people live in a church world where uh, the culture kind of sets everything and we're, we're big into growth and journey and, you know, churches aren't really known for growth and change They're They, they stay with the mm-hmm. mission statement mm-hmm. they have. So for me, the biggest thing that's come out of homeschool is how as a group, as a family, as a fellow classmate, I mean, I, I know yeah. you're my child and right. I've taught you, but we've all been on a spiritual right. journey together and just talking about that, reading books together yeah. about that, discussing it. Uh, even where we disagree as you guys are becoming older and working out your own theology, that's been the coolest part to me. Yeah, I love that part as well. So that's been it. I remember um, when I was a teacher and I would hear like my seniors talk about, you know, when they would have, I don't know, five minutes at the end of class talking about whatever that would come to their mind. And they would talk about like cartoons that they grew up together with or, oh my goodness, do you remember this on Saturdays? Or do you remember doing this together in this community? And they had a lot of camaraderie and history that came out of that. And I think that's the way it is with our family. I mean, we Mm -hmm. have stories. (laughs) Yeah. We have stories of traveling together. We have stories of, you know, um, fighting with each other. We have stories of, you know, our, our traditions or just even our, oh my goodness, do you remember watching this and, you know, singing certain songs or do you remember this? And we just laugh. Yeah. 
And I think that that kind of history together Mm. just creates a fiber and a foundation that is not, you're never going to get rid of that. It's never going to disappear. Um, But it just gives you stability to build on. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think it's that, it's that history. It's that foundation that we get to build our future on that stability. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, What's one way that you would say homeschooling has benefited your children? So your children, as opposed to how are they better for what you chose to do now than if they, you know, you would have chosen to put them through public or private or what's one benefit that they've gotten from homeschooling? When we started, and this just shows how change happens, I would have said homeschooling is the best way to reproduce yourself, you know, politically, theologically, (laughs) your children are going to be just like you. Now I'm older and I know better, uh, but I still think a benefit is you guys had a very solid core of what we believed as a family, mm-hmm. but particularly you and Noah who are older and obviously your sister is 16. So she is very much developing her own person and yeah. what she thinks. And as you guys have grown older and, and everyone doesn't agree all the time, I think it's put you in a perfect place of valuing people that disagree Still having a very strong foundation of your own pillars. These are the unmovables. Yeah. And and really just getting along inside that framework. Yeah. I know that's kind of cheating. That's more than one, but that's no, that's that's a great one. Um I I do think that um I won't even brag on myself here. I will talk about Noah and Anna. They that uh compared to a lot of other peers that I know, um, they're very able to respectfully disagree with somebody. Yes. And like um, just say that and not it be a big thing. Just respectfully engage in a conversation with somebody who they disagree with. Or if they can't do that, then just be okay with disagreeing without, yes. you know, spouting all these things on social media or um, reacting openly to, you know, people's worldviews, that kind of thing. They might do it in the, um, within the confines of their family. They yeah. might fume <laughs> a bit, but they're just good at not, you know, allowing their frustration to, you know, attack another person. Relationship um, has never been contingent on agreement in right, our family. Exactly. Yeah. So um, one way that I think that it's benefited um, you three is that you've had opportunities that were tailored for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I just look back to my educational experience and it, yes, I really, you know, the things I were involved in were only selected because um, I kind of had to choose something to do, you know. So this was, out of out of these three choices, this one thing that I did was fit me best. Yeah. But with you three, we could see what you liked. And then we went out and found the opportunity that matched you. And so you weren't limited to a pool of, okay, you have five things to choose from. Yeah. This is what you get to choose. It was, oh, we get to start from who you are as a person and then look for opportunities in the community or, you know, on the internet Mm -hmm. that matched you so that you could go further in that area. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say really quick what my... uh, because I, I, that, that is a thing that happens in public school. It's the 
okay, what do you like? Now choose these, which one of these five electives best meets your, your like. And what, yeah, what mom's saying is there was no cap on what we could have done. Mm-hmm. There was no the three option, you know, quota. It was just, you just pick something that you like doing and go after that. And we will then provide you with whatever resources we can in that particular area. So I really appreciate that about homeschooling as well. Dad, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I just wanted to kind of flesh out for your listeners, you know, specific examples. While this has nothing to do with homeschool curriculum, it very much is a part of each person growing to their fullest selves. When I think of your room, you know, that the walls are covered with swords, a lot from the Lord of the Rings and from other places. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, this pursuit. And Noah, you know, made a six foot tall cardboard robot, yeah. you know, as a very early child, we'll always remember that. Yeah. And Anna makes these dramatic TikTok videos. Yeah. I mean, that's not, none of those are part of the homeschool curriculum, but in a way, I think mm-hmm. they all grow out of it. Yeah. Of the education, I should yeah. say. That's, that's really good. So, um, obviously, um, now I'm getting the vibe from you <laughs> that homeschooling is a good thing, but um, looking back, do you regret your decision to homeschool at all? Would you say that you would have made a different decision? Um, we'll get in uh, the next question is, um, what are the things you would change? But just overall, w- would you, would you do it again? Definitely. Of course. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's just no, no way I could look back and say, oh, wow, I wish we hadn't done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just so much benefit, so yeah. much benefit. Um, what are some tips that you would give parents who are considering homeschooling and what are some pitfalls to avoid? So this would be kind of the, what would you have done differently type thing. So what are some tips that you would give them? And also what are some, um, like things that you would tell them to watch out for? Well, my personality is a list maker and we're going to get this whole list accomplished like within this time frame. Mm. And so I would have a daily schedule and, Um, I wanted my, I wanted to make my children fit into my daily schedule in all kinds of ways, including academically. Mm -hmm. And that didn't always work. And I didn't always really respond very well when Mm -hmm. that didn't work. So, you know, I had to learn that I can't sacrifice, um, you know, my kids on the altar of my schedule. And that was, it sounds very, of course you can't do that, but I think we do that all the time if we're honest. And um, I did it far too frequently. And that is a pitfall that I think you can fall into, that this is the curriculum and I must follow it exactly and I Mm. must finish it. And it has to be within this certain time. And I can't possibly finish it at the beginning of next the next academic year um so yeah just having freedom to say you know i'm going to change this yeah i'm going to change this for my child and it's not that they're not going to get it Mm -hmm. but they may not get it at the same time frame that my other child is going to get it because that's not the way they're wired yeah I, I remember growing up, just really quick before dad goes, I remember growing up and watching um, mom do that. And I didn't even know what she was doing at the time, but the curriculums we would get are massive people. <laughs> like they would have enough content in one book for like, in in, in my experience, my entire scientific college <laughs> curriculum is like a drop in the ocean of one book that we got for homeschooling. So you had to weed out. 
Like you had to say, we're just not going to do this part of the book or we're not going to do this assignment. We're going to do this one instead. Because if you did everything, I would still be doing those, <laughs> those experiments. Yes. And so, yeah, I'm, 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 I realized that would have been hard for mom thinking, oh, we have to skip something. I'm changing the curriculum. But I mean, you had to, you absolutely had to. Um, so I'm glad that she did that. And sorry, dad, what was your, well, the, uh, and mom made me think of this as she was talking, but, um, you just have to realize homeschooling, you are digging, and I'm going to mix my metaphors terribly here, but you are digging some real footers. You know, you are digging deep and solid and strong. Mm-hmm. So my advice to anyone uh, that that is it a pitfall to avoid is you must intentionally allow for growth and fluidity, I think was a word already uh, had used earlier today, just allowing for change because if not whether it's whether it's some paradigm of what dating means in homeschool or whatever you know that becomes like i don't know a bad set of rules that you can't Mm -hmm. grow past and you just really need to have that i would call it vision that's what i've called it of where you're going together as a family because if you homeschool it's not just the children getting schooled. I mean, mm-hmm. the parents are going to learn and they're going to change as this family moves and grows together. But you just have to be aware that things are not always going to be exactly like you thought when you begin. I think that's... Well, there's no way that you can foresee, <laughs> Right. you know, this is what my six-year-old needs now. So I can say that, oh, well, if they need that when they're six, they're going to need that when they're 21. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. So you can set up a groundwork for your family and your um, culture that you want to develop when they're six years old, far earlier um, from birth. But you have to be willing to let some of that go as they grow or include something else. Mm -hmm. As you see needs pop up, you cannot stay the same in your homeschool um, journey. You cannot stay the same. Mm -hmm. I agree. I just, I just really, I feel like this is a warning for people. I'm talking about even really good things like uh, teaching your children to have a sensitive ear to the Holy Spirit if homeschooling is so powerful and intentional, you can really overdo that. And I know that'll sound shocking to people. I'm sure we don't have time to discuss it, but you can lay that foundation so powerfully that, that it affects children, that, mm, that, that, yeah. that they're fearful in their relationship with God. I mean, you just have to always be listening to the Holy Spirit, always be looking forward for where you're going and be willing to change. That's so many different yeah. things other than... Right. But I I know what you're saying. Yeah. That, in fact, that goes kind of into what the next one is. And that's one, what's one thought you would leave with the people listening. Mm -hmm. Dad, you can go ahead and finish that one or if, or give a new one or. Well, just that, just that it's an awareness of, um, how powerful this, I believe God ordained process of Mm -hmm. family is, uh, when you do family intentionally through homeschooling, although there's other ways to do it. I mean, man, it's just, it is powerful and yeah. and you can abuse that power in a Lord of the Rings kind of way, maybe, um, by, by not being willing to change by setting some rules, mm-hmm. like mom mentioned for a six year old that does not prepare a 21 year old to go out. And, and I don't feel like we've done that. Mm. There was definitely change required. And I often feel like, uh, sometimes in homeschool, there's a wonderful training 
And the next step is just like a huge leap for them. Mm. It's like they never started that transition to adulthood. It just all of a sudden are adults. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And something that I would say is, you know, you can't have all the answers when you choose to homeschool. A yeah. lot of people like yeah. to be able to see the end and you just yeah. can't. So you choose because you think this is what... Um, I believe is going to be best for my family. And then you jump in and then you just swim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, just swim. And as things come your way, Adapt. you just, you just change. You change your stroke. <laughs> oh, I'm getting tired. So you make an adjustment. Yes, you make a change. Yeah. You stand up. You, you just go with what comes your way. And, and I'm, and I know that Holy Spirit is faithful. You know, if, he leads you in that direction. He is going to provide for whatever situations that pop yeah. up. Even if you are in the middle of it and you're like, I don't know what to do next. It's okay. Yeah. There will be a next step and yeah. you will know to take that next step. Yeah. So I just, you know, if you love your kids and you make and you choose to make this choice or if you choose to send them to public school, whatever, if you are involved in your kid's life. Yeah you are going to make an investment that will bring you so much return that there is absolutely no regret. Amen. Yeah. Yes, that's really good. That's that. Uh, what mom said there is the really the point of the, this uh, show, but even on a broader sense, this whole podcast is uh, finding ways to restore connection in your lives and prioritize it and keep it that way and spend time with your kids and your family and your wife and your, your husband and your friend groups and your whatever. Um, so, because uh, I believe that's hugely important, and um, you know, a lot of times maybe it, it slips down the priority ladder uh, more than it should. And I just think that any way you can you can keep it at the top, any way you can make it a priority is is a great way to do that. And today's been all about how to um, how homeschooling can be one of those things. And um, I'd like to just thank mom and dad for not only coming on the show, but this has been a big episode for me, probably the biggest, yeah, the biggest interview I've done because, um, it's homeschooling is one of the most, one of the best ways I can think of to do that, to keep, um, the family priority, to keep the marriage priority, to keep the, the parent child priority, sibling priority, um, just anything you can think of. Homeschooling is one of the biggest thing, ways that you can do that. So, um, thanks so much for um, sharing all that you did today, Mom, and, and thank you so much for sharing all that you did today, um, Dad. And remember that you guys listening, you can follow the Restoring Rapport podcast on Instagram now. Um, remember to rate and review this show. Um, ratings and reviews are how this uh, show reaches more people. The more ratings and reviews I get, the more um, it pushes it uh, this show up on the Apple Analytics uh, algorithm system. Um, remember to um, share this show on social media. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and I will talk to you next time on the Restoring Report podcast.